This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Um, how are you guys doing? I hope everyone is doing well. Welcome, new listeners. Thank you so much for stopping by. And I hope you listen rest of other episodes. I released over 40 episodes. So please stick around more and listen to previous episodes. And um, old listeners, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you so much for your support, your continuous support. You guys are the real MVP. Okay, today's episode, we're bringing back Think Like a Man series. I know it's been a long time. The last time I re- released episode um, on Think Like a Man series was like in March. So we're bringing it back again here in May. And uh, for those that don't know, Think Like a Man series is a series that... Um, is a series where I bring in male guests discussing trending topics or topics in general that has to do with what men think in hope to truly understand why and how men think. Sometimes in this series, we might agree or disagree. So today I, I brought in a special guest. I bring in a special guest. He's also a podcaster like I am. His name of his podcast is 10 Items or Less. So you should make sure you check it out. So I have here with me, Tim. Hello, Tim, how you doing? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for coming, stopping by at Vent Time with Connie podcast. Um, how are you coping with, because I know you live in Texas, right? In Austin, Texas. I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's similar around you know, the world or the United States. We're all coping in the way we can. It's, it's very, very difficult. I am a little bit blessed that I am still able to go to work. Yes. Uh, I work for a grocery store and uh, uh, it's literally slowed down in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I wow. think I'm on work week eight of yes. continuous work. And, uh, but like somebody like my wife, she's been home at work for the last four to five weeks. So I'm sure that's uh, difficult. Yes. Yes, it is difficult. So you're definitely an essential worker and we thank you so much for your services. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate you guys because this time around, a lot of people, we were, I would say I'm included, we went to a lot of grocery store, I mean shopping, because we needed it. Things were running out quickly. So we needed you guys. To yeah, and I, I, think thing, I think things have calmed down a little bit. The whole toilet paper thing is behind us. Everybody's, yes. everybody's got their amount. Uh, every, the stores are getting more items. So I think the initial shock was tough, but I think we're all good now. Yes, yes, we thank God for that. I'm glad everything is coming back to normal, but gradually, gradually, you yes. yep. have to be careful. Okay, um, Tim, I want to know, can you tell my listeners, I want to know who are you, like who is Tim? Let me give you my life story in 30 seconds. Uh, my, my name is Tim, um, I'm almost 50 years old, so my perspective on your topic today is going to be really good. Yes. Um, I've uh, lived all over the United States. I was born on the East Coast. I grew up for the most part as an adult in Atlanta, Georgia. I lived there 17 years. Uh, I've been remarried. I'm remarried now for the second time. I've come from a family-owned business my entire life. I worked for my parents. Um, Once I got a little bit older, I had the opportunity to have some of the greatest jobs in the world. I've worked for Major League Baseball, owned my own restaurants, and 
and things like that. I've been at the top of the mountain as far as the money, and I've been down in the bottom. So I've experienced it all, and um, I'm blessed to be here, and I've learned so much along the way. That's good. I mean, actually, I, I lived in Atlanta, Georgia for eight years before I moved down here in Houston. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I used to live late. in I used to live in Houston as well. I've lived all over. <laughs> wow. How many states yeah. have you lived in the United States? I think my wife and I were counting them the other day. We have a little like uh, this little picture on the wall and we put a thumbtack in each state we live. I think we have 11, 11 thumbtacks on there. This is my fourth time living in Texas. So wow. my job and my job has always been prior to the grocery store. Now I've always been in the restaurant and bar industry, yeah. the hospitality industry. So my job has always moved me around the country. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Okay. Um, you do have a podcast called 10 Items or Less. Or Less. Um, that is such a rare and unique name. Like what, what bring up that inspiration to, to name your podcast that? I think uh, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. Uh, I am not a really, uh, I should say, diehard podcast listener. I am now when I started this. I find it hard to keep my attention any more than 20 or 30 minutes. So (laughs) I've kind of designed my podcast on a less than serious basis. We cover everyday stuff, sometimes a little serious, sometimes not. But literally 20, 30 minutes, 10 items or less. I think the word 10 items or less comes from the grocery store aisle. You yes, know, you could check yes. out this way. So that's kind of yes. where I did. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense because you you work in the grocery store. So that makes sense with the name. Correct. Um, I know in your podcast, you talk, you do give a um, recipe. Um, let's say the last one was like barbecue chicken recipe. So I wanted to know, is cooking one of your hidden talents or hobby? Yeah, so I am actually a chef by trade. I uh, graduated culinary school 30 years ago. I've owned a bunch of restaurants. Uh, I've been in the food industry my entire life. So food is a huge passion of mine. It comes from my mother. My mom and dad were both chefs. They owned a family restaurant growing up as a kid. So we've always been in the, always in the food business. So I've got a wealth of food knowledge. I don't think I'm the greatest chef, but I I know a lot. That's good. I love cooking, but I'm not a chef. That's okay. (laughs) I can throw in some stuff in the kitchen. Okay, that's good. Well, let's let's just dive into the topic of today, which is financial insecurity in men. Um, financial insecurity. When I Google it, I want to know what that means. Is actually when you feel like when you feel not enough to generate funds that will in turn support those people that rely on you, i.e., your children, your spouse, or your extended families, and. Um, and this is like a big issue that manifests within, uh, manifests in all of us. And it, it could be as a result of um, our view on money or our background, how we were raised, what we think, how money should go. Like some, like for example, like we're talking about men, some men, they place their value on money, like how much money they make, how much, they, how they can provide for their family. So that's why actually bring up these financial insecurities. And I want to know, do you think this is common feeling among people or do you think it's just a particular gender? I think it's, um, I, I think it's common, but I think, as I said to you in the beginning, I'm, almost, I'm not 50, but I'm almost 50 years old. I'll be 50 this year. And I think a lot of that comes in stages. Yeah. So let me, let me just give you an example. So when I was young and graduated from culinary school, I wanted to be the greatest chef of all time, make millions of dollars, and every dollar in the world was like my goal and my dream. 
But in the same time, I worked for my mom and dad's restaurant all as a child, literally as a child, all the way through high school, barely got a paycheck, okay, and then watched my parents, mom and dad, blood, sweat, and tears every day working in our restaurant, literally just the three of us, to really just pay the bills. So the value of the dollar for me as a youngster was, oh, it, no matter how much money I would ever make, it was instilled by my parents, yeah. but my dream in my early or late teens to in my 20s when I got married the first time was that I'm going to be the best of the best and I'm going to make millions of dollars and I'm going to be this world famous person. Well, that changes real quick and you get humbled. You know, by the time I was 24 years old, Connie, I already lost a million dollars. Okay. I took out a loan. I opened a restaurant, a million dollar restaurant. We tried, my wife and I, you know, again, it was a loan. It wasn't money that I saved up. And within two years, we had zero dollars. I was getting a divorce. Both of my kids, who were babies at the time, were devastated. And you want to talk about a humbling experience and going from where you think you're the greatest to now you're really not the greatest. Yeah. As far as financially, it's very humbling. So I think, I think it goes in stages. And now that I'm almost 50 years old, I'll be honest with you, I can care less about money. I want to be happy. I just want to have a good life. I make a joke and I say, I don't care if I'm bagging groceries at a grocery store or if I'm a CEO of a company. The main goal is to be happy. So it changes throughout life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, um, I mean, for you, I think you say it has to do with age too. Because as you grow, you realize that money is not everything. Because some people think money is everything. It's important, but it's not everything. <laughs> it's not, yes, it is. You need money to survive, to pay your bills and all of that. But some people based on they base their their personal value on money, like how much money yeah. they have in their bank account, which is not yeah. always because that can also change sometimes. You might have low amount, sometimes you might have high. That doesn't make you any less of a human or less of a man or woman. So um, that brings me to my next question. Why do you think men experience these financial insecurities compared to women? I, I think it is a generational thing, but I do think it has a lot to do with your upbringing. And I feel like, and uh, I've seen it and I see it every day. I feel like there's a certain, I don't want to say type, or, but a characteristic of a man that doesn't feel like he's providing for, like you said, his family or his wife or who, maybe if it's in his parents, if he doesn't make enough money. And that alone will get you really not in a good spot. You, you get really desperate. Um, you, 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 you're trying to uphold an image that really isn't what you're about. And it yeah. takes a lot of soul searching to dig deep. And who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, we, and I've went through some of that in my, in my time and 25, 30 years of working, you know, not with my parents. But it really is very tough for a lot of people to do. And I think it's an ego thing, Connie. Yes, and, it and is. It's, and it's hard, and, and I'm not going to guess how old you are, but it's hot, hard for the younger 20s to 30s to get past that ego and understand they have a lot more life ahead of them. Yes. Yeah, I'm 27 years old. Yes. I was close. I said yes, between 20s and 30s. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because we think that's it. You know, we don't think about the future. We just think about just now. And if you don't make that money that you think you should be making at, at some certain age, you feel like you're a failure. That's it for you. For some men, they feel like no woman will look their way or wants to get married to them because they are not quote unquote equipped or um, husband material. So I think that could cause some 
insecurities. Yeah, and I think some of the happiest people in the world are the brokest, right? And some of the most miserable people in the world have lots of money in their bank account, like I said. Yeah. So it, it, as it, being from experience, from top to bottom, it doesn't matter how much you have in your, in your bank account. Again, it's important, and, I, and I, I would love for people to strive to save money and do all those things, but live your life, and who cares who makes how much money? Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Because I always wonder, I mean, I forgot the name of this guy that killed himself. Um, he's a chef. He's not a chef. He Is he Anthony Bourdain or something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Depression. Yeah. Yeah, depression. And, I was, and he have a lot of money because, of course, he traveled from countries to country. If you look at his life just on TV, you think he have a perfect life. Because money is not his issue. It wasn't his yeah. issue. And yeah. you wonder, why would he still kill himself? Yeah. attend this success, this um, achievement in life that people are doing everything possible to get to. And you are still going into depression. You're killing yourself. For some people, just couldn't comprehend why he will kill himself. Yeah, and I think some of the thinking or trying to be the best or trying to have the most money or whatever you're trying to do, that does cause or, or maybe affect mental health. And that's yes. what happened with that guy. I mean, yeah. like you said, to me and you watching, and I wasn't a big fan of his show, but to me and you watching that TV, like how, what in the world was wrong with that guy? You know? <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, so I get it. And we don't know the deeper story, but yeah, but that just goes to show you if you're trying or belittling people who, or don't feel man enough because you don't make enough money, that is a perfect scenario of a guy that was on TV, successful, people following him around the world who killed himself, not because he didn't have enough money, because of something else. So yes. it's money is not first and people have to realize that. That's true. You're absolutely right. Um, still um, talking about money. Um, I know for, I don't know if this also happened in American society, but mostly in African community, women that are, some women, when you ask them, they say they don't want to be too successful because they don't want to scare men away. They feel like the, the amount of success, the, the amount of money you have will scare some men away because they feel like maybe you'll control them or something. So they want to make sure they don't have a lot of money or even if they have a lot of money, they will not live in an expensive house or drive expensive car. So they won't give up um, a bad energy to guys. I don't know, just they won't think, they won't make the guys, they won't scare the guys away from them. So do you think that fear they have, is that justifiable? No, I, I think it's crazy. I think because if you turned it around, right, guys want the fancy car. Look at me. I'm fancy. I look good. I have a big house. And girls or women, they want, like you said, are trying to hide it so they don't feel so overwhelming to a man. Yes. You know, I, I can share a story with you. And I'm telling you, it's it's got to be 30 years ago I, I had some neighbors in my first marriage and the woman was a doctor mm -hmm. and the husband was just a normal worker and they had a baby and he decided to be the stay-at-home mom and I remember at 19 years old saying to my ex-wife now but my first wife saying I don't know if I could do that and I was only 19 mm -hmm. and the guy's name was Patrick and I don't know his the wife I can't remember but it stands out to me because I remember looking in the mirror saying I don't know if I could put away my culinary dreams and these million dollar dreams I have to not work and watch this kid. And then literally, Connie, within a very short period of time of watching the baby be born and getting to know Patrick, it was the greatest job that guy ever had. Good yeah. for him. 
And I think that was part of, you have to see it sometimes to realize it. And she was a doctor. What do you expect her not to go to work? <laughs> That's true. That's true. They you know? work all the time. They work all the time. So Yeah. So I would, uh, I'll tell you right now at age 50, I, I'm married. I'm happily married. But if my wife makes more money than me, I woohoo, let's have a party. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you actually said that you, when your wife makes more than you, yeah, you wouldn't feel intimidated. You will, you oh would, no, you wouldn't cheer I would say all. thank you so much. What can I do for you? Yeah. <laughs> but um, in the past, of course, um, you weren't like this before. It took you a long wait, a long time to get to this point that you are mm -hmm. in right life. So I want to know: well, Did you ever experience financial insecurities in your past relationship? before now no i i probably have always made more money than either my ex-wife or my wife oh, now i've okay. always been but there was times uh after leaving my first marriage and now marrying my second wife connie where i was plum broke and my my wife now who wasn't my wife then i mean she's paid some of my bills wow. and she, i had to move out and we were getting divorced and i had to get an apartment and she i remember her helping me with a security deposit was that a terrible feeling at a young man for sure but i really realized real quick that it's it's okay for people to help you yeah there's nothing wrong with that and, and and evidently we got married and we've been you know married now for almost 10 years so everything ended up great but i it was a rough feeling you, you don't feel manly right the, yes. the stereotype but of being a man, a man is i got you you know so it was hard to get over that but i think i think it comes in stages and i think you have to learn or really get down or learn from your mistakes to get better. Like I, like I said, you lost all that money from the restaurant loan. I, I can tell you right now what I would do different and I would be the best restaurant owner because I blew a million dollars. So only learn from your mistakes. Yes, you're absolutely right. Another question that I want to ask is, um, I know that, um, for some financial insecurities men do have it sometimes has to do with how they were brought up and everything their childhood um, experience or for you about what happened to you in the past how you used to be a restaurant a restaurant owner and then you not really felt but it didn't really work out that you have to hit rock bottom and then you have to you learn your lesson and now you know what to do better now but for some for some men would you I agree that their women, their wives or something could be the one that contribute to their financial insecurities. Do you think there's anything a woman would do that contribute to the man feeling insecure financially? I do. I think it's in any relationship. I think it can go both ways, but I could see a, for instance, a man losing their job and somebody having a baby at home sure. and the wife or girlfriend or whoever may be saying, you have to do better. You have to provide for your family because that's what the rules have always been. That, you, that the men should do that. And, you know, my mom and dad are 70 years old, Connie. And, you know, so they're 20 years older to me. It is a way different time then for them for, than us. You know, my, mom, my dad and my mom is old school. My mom makes my dad dinner every night. Yeah. You know, so those times have changed. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I'm sure that this topic was all about that in the past. Yes. So, you know, I, I do think that any relationship can be taxing on something that something happens. I do think that uh, I'm sure there was a point of time 
not only in my first marriage, but definitely in my second marriage where we had to move to a different city and maybe it wasn't financially the greatest idea or my boss told me I had to go and my wife put pressure on me and I have to man up and I got to make the right decision. So, you know, we, we have been lucky enough to be where we are now, but there was a lot, there was a lot of speed bumps in a way. I remember once getting transferred to Detroit, Michigan. Okay. We didn't have, we've never lived in Michigan and we got sent there in January. It was a snowstorm. My wife never seen snow in her entire life. Wow. And we got there and, and the company that transferred me said, you have to live in this hotel for three weeks until we get you, until your house is ready. And they yeah. said, we're not paying you and we're not, we're not buying your hotel room. And I didn't have enough money and I had to man up and say, we're going to make it work. And I remember we literally almost lived out of a car because I had to provide. So you have to do the things you have to do. And it is tough to do. And too many times I see people, man or female, just give up, walk away and say, this isn't worth it. And they, and two months later they're with somebody else and here's the same cycle. The same, so I hard. know, I know. It's, it would just keep repeating the cycle. It's the yeah. it. You just try to learn from it and fix mm -hmm. it. If it has to do with one person or not, you don't want to keep on going from one person to another and you're not learning anything new. You're not changing no. the pattern. Mm -hmm. When you find the right thing, you'll know it. And it, it's, it's, it's good and bad. It goes both ways. But uh, the, the financial piece is really ruined a ton, if not millions of relationships. Yes. So it's very hard to get by. And then if you throw that in with a young couple, somebody your age who has a baby, and maybe they're not even married, okay, which is, happens quite often nowadays. I have two daughters, one's 24 years old. Okay. Yeah. She's working day and night, but she's one minute away from a financial crisis. Yeah. So it, you just don't know, you know, so it's very, very difficult. Yeah, you're absolutely right. What would be, um, I want to get, get, get your take on this. What do you think about um, joint account in relationship or in marriage? Prior to marriage or, or marriage? Both in relationship and in marriage. What, what is your, are so, they different for each one? I, I do. I think until you're engaged and you're committed to each other, I don't yeah. think, and, and this is just my opinion, I don't think it's a good idea to have joint accounts. I think you should both be self-sufficient. Yes. And I say that for two reasons. One is you're self-sufficient. And the other one is you just never know what's going to happen. So I feel like even though a lot of marriages do fail nowadays, but once there's a commitment or you're engaged or you have a date together or you've committed to spend the rest of your life together, I don't think there's any reason to, do, to stop from doing that. Yes. I do think you should have some caution. Yes. I do think there's a bunch of bad people out there, male or female, but I do think it builds, it builds unity between a couple. Um, okay. I, I have friends, and I still have friends, that are literally not married, but they live together, they do everything together, they're clearly in a sexual relationship, and they have different accounts. To me, that's, I, don't, I don't get that. So there's really no commitment. But again, that's just me, maybe a little bit old school. Yes. Um, you know, the, one, the minute we get a little bit serious and we commit to each other, and, and especially if we live together, we're going to have a joint account. <laughs> yes, because you guys are going to have a shared um, expenses and you yeah. have bills to pay. So, yeah, that would make and sense. And again, that's just my opinion. I'm sure there's a whole different – I would love to hear that opinion of somebody that's 25 or 30, you know, because I bet you it could be a little bit different because I've heard people say, well, that's my money. Well, yes. you're about to embark into a relationship. <laughs> yes. I think that's what people of my age, we don't completely understand. I don't know why that it is, why it changed now, but I think it's hard for people to, 
when they get married to become one to try and do things together i think because of all the divorce you hear all the bad things you hear that scare people it scares people a lot so everybody's going into marriage with it's like you're going into a battlefield so yeah. you, you have to protect yourself i think that's what it is yeah and and i think it, it's scary to make that leap of faith to get married to somebody nowadays um, my parents, as I told you, are both 70 years old. They've been married over 52 years. Yeah, they're married 52 years. I come from, my parents were both married. I didn't come from a divorced uh, household. I didn't know what divorce was. I married my high school sweetheart. So it could happen to anybody. Yeah, yeah it, you know, it isn't like, oh, my parents were divorced, so I get divorced, you know? Yes. They're still married. <laughs> yes. It does, it's not a generation cause. I think it just has to do with different generation. Your parents were married 52 years ago that's a long time ago so things were different back then compared to your generation compared to my generation compared to even other younger generation and i think this way things are even i don't know it seems like things are getting worse and worse and i don't know that's yeah. what it seems like i don't know i don't know how marriage will be in 30 years time maybe, there could maybe one day there will be none i have no idea <laughs> That's true, because that's what it's looking like, and it's scary what's happening these days, is that people are getting married with intention, they will divorce one day. I don't know. Yeah. They already have a plan ahead of time, if that yeah. were to happen. I was like, you can't just go into marriage like that. You It doesn't work that way, but hey, that's what's happening right now, so to each on his own. So. My advice for anybody, I don't care how old, where you come from, is... You got to do what you got to do and don't be too proud to step aside. If someone makes more money, be happier with that person. Yes. It's a win. <laughs> it is. It is. Because, um, because when you guys get married and it's, you guys become one, if one person makes mon more money, that means both of you makes more money. If you think sure. about it in that sense, it will no longer be, oh, she makes more money or he makes more money. It's whoever makes more money is win-win for both of you. I tell people all the time, I said, if you guys are getting married and you make 70000 and she makes 50000 you now make one twenty. Yes. That's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. Even in, in filing tax, that's how it, it works. It doesn't matter. That's how it works. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, before we end this topic, um, I want to give you the last word to, uh, to advise young people, young men that are probably working their, working their behind off. I don't want to use the other word, but what's yeah. the behind off to make more money, but their inspiration is so that their future wife will not make more than them. So they're working hard every day, every day to make more money. What would be your advice for that kind of man with that kind of mindset? They're trying too hard. They're worried about the wrong thing. Yes. Okay. And it may work in the beginning. And they will definitely make themselves feel really, really good. And you're at the top of the world. I've been there. Okay. But it will never sustain. And the true love of your life or whoever that girl or guy may be. Okay. Once you meet that person, that person loves you and you're going to love them. Nothing to do with how much money is in your bank account. Yeah. My wife right now, Connie, she, she married me with a failed marriage, two young kids and a ton of child support. Okay, and she stuck it through, and we've been married 10 years, and I was flat broke. And, and, and that's what people, once you find that person, it doesn't matter. And, and so the person that's striving to be the best of the relationship, it, it will never sustain long term. Yes, yes. You're probably yep. going to be attracted to the wrong people. 100%. And like we said earlier, it just keeps going, and it keeps going, and keeps going. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. I think we have come to the end of this discussion, but let's just relax and play a game. So yes. today we're going to be playing rapid fire question and I'll okay. ask you a bunch of questions and you try to answer it as fast as you can. Okay. All right. Okay. The first question is, what is the best thing that happened to you this month? My mom was on my podcast last week. Yes, and I actually did listen to that one. It was that really was fun. a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite board game? Uh, Scrabble. Only because I don't know how to spell and I make up my own words. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> okay, when are you most inspired? When am I? Most inspired. In the morning. I'm a morning person. I, I mean, I get up at 5, 6 in the morning every day, ready to go. I'm never tired in the morning. Wow. Yeah, me too. I like morning time. If yeah. any job, all jobs that I work is always morning. I can't do yeah. night. Oh, Lord. I don't know how people survive working at night. I did uh, nights for a very long time in the bar restaurant business. But for some reason, as I've gotten older, I'm up every day at the same time and I am ready to go. <laughs> okay. 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 What is your favorite beverages? My favorite what? Beverages like soft drinks. What's your favorite soft drinks? Diet Coke. Oh, wow. Okay. What is the best compliment you ever received? Whew. Well, the first thing that came to my head is that somebody told me that they liked my mom better than me from my podcast. So <laughs> that, is a, that is a compliment. I took that as a win. <laughs> yes, because she was really fun too, to listen. Yeah. I can see why they said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is your favorite birthday cake? Uh, Carvel frozen ice cream cake. It's hard to find. You wow. can find it on the East Coast. Yeah, like an, it's an ice cream cake. Very good. I never heard of I, I never heard of that before. Yeah, but I would definitely it's hard to find. try it. Is it in Texas? <laughs> Is it in Texas? Uh, occasionally, occasionally you could find it in a Publix. I don't know if there's a Publix in Houston. But yeah, they're randomly. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, so probably not. There. Yeah, since I moved down here, I always be, I always ask my husband, "Do you guys have Publix?" He said, what is Publix? I was like, yeah, I oh, don't geez. have it. They definitely <laughs> don't have it because that's why I order yeah. my cakes and all that stuff, but they don't yeah. have it. Yeah. Okay, another one is, uh, what is one thing that you still have from your childhood? My blanket. Oh, wow. I sleep with a blanket every night. I'm ashamed to say that. <laughs> What are the ones from when you were a child? I, at some point, yeah. I don't know if it was when I was born with. That was a long time ago, but yes. <laughs> My wife threatens to throw it away every day, and I won't let her. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't think I have anything from my childhood. Yeah. I doubt it. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Tin Cup. I love golf. So, great uh, golf movie. Oh, wow. I've never seen that one. It's a little bit older. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is something you can't do? That I can't do? Yes, you can't. Yeah. Dance. Terrible. <laughs> I, I, Connie, I think I can, but my wife says, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> this white bad. guy, this white guy has no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think most guys probably don't have rhythm. My no, husband, this, I don't. <laughs> my husband, I'm still teaching him. Man. He's learning a little about it. Uh, I wish I knew, but I just can't do it. My legs don't bend enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Window seat or owl seat? Window all day long. Me too. So I can see the cl the cloud. My wife gets stuck in the middle, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate the middle. That's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Especially, especially if you have a long flight. Uh-huh. Being in the middle seat for a long flight. Oh, no way. No chance. No. 
Okay, what makes you laugh no matter what? I love comedy, anything funny. I love to laugh. I find myself funny. I just, I love comedy, so. Who's your favorite comedy, um, comedian? Very old, Richard Pryor. He's dead. Uh, oh, wow. He's icon, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's, I love it. I haven't heard of him. Do you have Very any? old. He, he, really old. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you have anyone as of current, like someone that's still alive? I like uh, Kevin Hart because uh, I'm from Philadelphia area. So I, I find myself, uh, I'm on his Instagram. I find it very funny. Yeah, me too. I find him really funny too. Yeah. Okay. What does creativity mean to you? Just uh, open mind. Just open mind and just let it go. Don't overthink anything. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's new. Uh, and I think a lot of people, a lot of people overthink a lot of things. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I don't think that's how I would define it because I'm an overthinker. So there I you go. See, I always see creative, creative um, people as those that just sit and just think and think and think of something really extraordinary. That's the way I see it for those yeah. that are creative. But that's a good way to define it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite lyrics of all time? Whoo, favorite lyric. That's a tough one. Yeah. Okay, how about a you favorite song, if you can remember? Yeah, you stumped me. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. I don't know. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. That's probably <laughs> it. That's my karaoke song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, how old was this one? Where was Oh, that's old too. Yeah, way older than you. Yeah. You're making me feel old, Connie. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's not my intention. It's just uh, Sweet Caroline. I think I've heard of that song. You've heard it. Everybody's heard it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. Okay, what is your favorite holiday? I love Thanksgiving because I love family. I come from, like I said, a strong family. Yes. My mom and dad are still together. I worked with them most of my life. Thanksgiving by far, just getting as many people together and even people that aren't family. Yes. We can get as many people over as possible. I love it. It's just my special day. Yeah, I love Christmas. I think mm -hmm. before I came to America, Christmas is like Thanksgiving for us, you know. Gotcha. Then now having Thanksgiving and Christmas, both of them are awesome, but I like Christmas because that's what I'm used to more than Thanksgiving. I'm still trying okay. to figure out how to celebrate Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> most Listen, of my family, do they don't. Yeah, that's yeah. what I eat. I just make sure I make turkey, but that's it. I don't think we celebrate it much, though. Correct. So, yeah. Well, it was nice having you. Um, Before I let you go, do you have anything that you want to promote, like any upcoming event? No, just my podcast, 10 Items or Less podcast. Um, I'm very new at this. I think you said you're on your 40th episode. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put up my fifth episode tonight. <laughs> so I'm almost finished with it. Oh, so I'm okay. quite a bit behind you, but I'm learning. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So I yeah. appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with me. I've learned a lot. No so problem. that's it. Just no, make sure everybody checks me out. And, and I love feedback. So 10 Items or Less podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Awesome. Okay, guys, make sure you check out um, his podcast, 10 Item or Less, so you can listen to it. It's actually funny, and it's not too long. It's not too No, short. I try it's to just... keep it short. Yeah, I don't want yes. to overbearing. It's precise. <laughs> I like that. But, yeah, thank you so much, Tim, for coming. I really did have fun with uh, talking to you, and I did learn I a lot. I did learn a lot about this. You have a different perspective, and that's why I like bringing in guests. I can hear a different perspective. But um, thank you so much for coming.
No, thank you. And you're a friend for life now, Connie. Thank you yes. so much. And we'll be in touch. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely be in touch. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.